welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode number 164. As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Hit us up on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, as well as the Instagram page. And you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Serial Sensei. And you can follow my co-host on Twitter at GC Zeus. And of course, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Anti-Cool. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm still reeling. <laughs> Every, everything since December 31st has been just one punch to the gut after another. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we bring it in 2020. Yeah. Every day brings a new. I, I was gonna say horror, but it's, it's just every day just brings a new thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I started my year off in the most masochistic way possible. <laughs> possible. So, but again, we're saving that for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever later. Well, that's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the next episode, you guys will get a uh, get the. Uh... The, the inside scoop, some some kind of scoop. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh, it'll it'll be something. But for this episode, man, uh, we're gonna skip a lot of the normal intro shenanigans because if you can read the title of this episode, you will know that it is our three year anniversary of the Dodo Talk podcast. Insert chants and claps, <laughs> sound effects, stadium roaring. Three yeah. years and I still don't have a microphone. Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been making this work somehow for three years, going strong. Um, shout out to you guys, anybody who's been been with us for this long. I don't know why you did it to yourself, but we appreciate you. Keep uh keep keep sticking around. Uh, bring some new people along so they can uh be be a part of the festivities. Shove us down their throat, damn it. There you go. Hey, that's that's the energy we're bringing in 2020. You need to forcefully put this podcast on people. Just make them listen to it. Like, go in their phone and change their playlist and just put us in there. No, we we need to go old school. Just, like, burn the podcast to a CD every week and just go stand outside of, like, (laughs) the mall and just hand it out. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, that's, that's, you know, you got to reach the people. <laughs> well, I guess, well, I guess now we just do it on, like, flash drives or whatever. Or we could do what, um, allegedly, I say allegedly because I haven't listened to the story. Um, I don't know if you heard this about French Montana. He, he's being accused of, uh, hacking, uh, into, <laughs> hacking into yeah. people's Spotify and getting them to stream his music. So, uh, I don't know if that's the truth. Uh, if you're the hacker, um, hit me up. 
Well, you, you just you get you can buy people to do that for you. Lots of people do it. Yeah. That's how you get all these people who have like a million like listens on uh, Spotify and just like right. Oh. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, hey, man, if you are that hacker out there, you're there. You're like a YouTuber or something. Yeah. Get get at me though. <laughs> you might be able to discuss some business. But I'm gonna try to just uh. Just get to this, man. So I want to do special, something special, something different, something fun for this three-year anniversary episode. Um, this was an idea that kind of was floating in my head probably around, like, November of last year. You know, when you get towards the end of the year, everybody starts throwing out lists, you know, favorite movies of the year, favorite this of the year, favorite that of the year, top this, top that. So, you know, got my little little brain to spinning and, and wandering. And I was like, you know, we should do some kind of list of some sort. And I was looking at, like, the regular pound-for-pound list. And I was like, yeah, we could do a regular, like, pound-for-pound, you know, UFC or even just MMA in general list. I was like, yeah, that would be kind of... Everybody does that. That's not fun. It's not special enough. So I had the the wild, crazy, impossible idea of instead of just doing a pound-for-pound list, of either just MMA or just boxing. What if we just threw everybody all in one list, whether they were an MMA fighter, a boxer, a kickboxer, Muay Thai, wrestler, world, world star fighter, I don't care where you are. If we think you're a top fighter on earth, we're just going to compile a list. So that brings us to this three-year anniversary episode where we will... Each be listing our pound for pound top ten fighters on planet Earth, regardless of combat sport. Um, yeah. Can't wait till all the t- Taekwondo freaking nerds hop into <laughs> the comments and just like, oh, what about uh, this random person from South Korea who was like a three-time Taekwondo champion, and it's like, oh, they're not even touched Taekwondo. It's like, whatever the Taekwondo version of Kata is. He was 97 and 0. Yeah. But, but it's like, well, I'm talking about like those like competitions that like Sage Northcote used to do, which is why they build him as a karate champion, where he just like, he had those like little sides that he would like spin around in his hands while he kicked. <laughs> like, yeah, like those karate competitions you see on ESPN2 at like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, you guys aren't making it. You're you're yeah. talented though, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't, know. Yeah, yeah. don't feel any kind of way if you uh No, I want you, I, I want I want you to feel that. This is spite. <laughs> but um yeah man, that's pretty much what this episode is gonna be. Uh don't, don't not knock on wood, this will be short and sweet. Talk about these lists for a little bit. Get in, get out. It'll be a good time. And I just wanted to do this because no, I'll puff my chest out. I don't know about anybody else who's done this. I can't find any other publications who've made a pound-for-pound pound list just lumping everybody into one. Though there's probably good reason they didn't because it's, like, impossible. And the more I look at my list, the more I want to change it. But got to gotta ride or die with what I picked. You know, it's, it's here, so I just we, we just got to do it. But before we uh get to the list, I guess real quick... 
um, because I'm pretty sure you and I both took different approaches to this. Um, yes. How did you go about, I guess, like assembling your list and what was kind of like some of your criteria and things that you were looking at? All right. So as a like, I could not in all good consciousness put these guys on like a scale like, all right, um, number one to ten scale. So I just came up with like, I, I guess it was like a rubric, like continued success versus like how, de- how like deep of your field is and stuff like that. Hmm. And I looked at each sport. I'm like, okay, how deep is your sport? How long have you been at the top of your sport? Um, and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, um, what's your level of competition within that sport? So, like, there's only one MMA guy on my list. Mm. Yeah. But, like, this isn't, and this is no shots at anybody. Um, Like, even being considered is, like, I'm not going to say an honor because who the hell am I, but, um, you know, it's like, we're playing with, like, semantics at this point. Right. like the, the difference between being like on the list and not on the list, but considered is remarkably small. But um, I I didn't want to just like I I also made the choice to break it up among as many different combat sports as I could. The only exception is, and this probably invalidates the list in a lot of people's eyes. I don't have an actual Muay Thai fighter on the list. Mm, I don't either, and I yeah. really, really, really wrestled with that. So, and here's my argument: um, there are only two titles in Muay Thai that matter: the Lumpini title and the um, what was it Rajan uh, Rajan? Oh crap! I just had this. I literally practiced saying this: the Rajad Rajadam Nern Stadium Championships. Those are the only like Muay Thai championships that mean anything. There's also the Channel Seven Championship and the Omnoy Championship, but those are more like prospect titles you win on your way to you know breaking into the top ten in Lumpini or whatever. Um, I could not like. I'm so far removed from like stadium Muay Thai, it's not even funny. Um, I, like I'll watch, like if I see somebody on Twitter tweet about like, oh, this is a great fight that took place at, um, you know, Lumpini like three months ago, and it's finally been uploaded to YouTube. Like I'll you know sit there and watch it. Um, strangely enough, a lot of those fights don't even read off the decision. Like they'll tell you in the like in the like in the little like comment box below. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, so, like, I could not find a way to, like, rank them pound-for-pound-wise. Like, uh, oh, so-and-so is, like, a three-division champion in Lumpini. Um, like, and I, 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 I wrestled with it. There were a couple guys who were like, oh, he's a three-time Lumpini champion, but he also, like, lost the title three times. He lost it to this guy, who's only one-division champion, but, you know, has defended it, like, four or five times as opposed to this guy who won it and lost it immediately and this guy who, you know, won the Olympian title, left, 
lost, came back, was still technically the champion, or like had to rewin the championship. So it's really confusing. Um, so there won't be a Muay Thai fighter on my rankings list just because of ignorance, which I'm at, which I actually you know I'm a little shameful of. Um, the app, there's absolutely guys who just look at their resume deserve to be on the list. I just couldn't qualify quantify it. Um, so yeah, my bad. Hey man, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, my my rebuttal to anybody who may have a problem with either of our lists, go make your own. Go see how hard this is. <laughs> you know how many highlight videos and and fights and footage I had to watch just to like. It was a lot. It right. was it was in every other fight or every other highlight video I watched. Like, man, he should probably be on this list. Like, oh, but what about this other person? It was like a never-ending cycle. At some point, yeah. you just had to just stop and just be like, I just got to stick with what I got. Exactly. Um, and like I said, I broke mine down into like, there are two boxers, one MMA fighter, one judoka, one BJJ dude. Uh... Two or three wrestlers, two or three kickboxers, and I'm not sure who's going to fill up that last spot yet, but uh, I'll let you know when we get to it. <laughs> Am I going to need to go first? Um, I mean, are we, are we uh, well, uh, why don't you explain your methodology, uh, yeah. how you went about doing your research, and uh, we'll talk about how we're going to handle uh, the, the, the ordering of this. All right. Um, mine was kind of sort of similar yours but also different because um, I think my deciding factor was different um, I did look at um, the fighters like pedigree like where you at in the sport your your dominance your status your accolades kind of lump that all into like one thing um, how good are you compared to your peers um, not even not really just in terms of like record but I think just in terms of like talent like when I watch you fight, is there something, there has to be something, like, special, kind of, about you. Hmm. Um, and to me, that was a, that was kind of my deciding thing. A lot of mine was eye test. It was literally, like, I just feel like you fight, like, you just literally, you just fight better than everybody. Or even if you may not technically be, like, the most, there's something about you that puts you head and toes above everybody else for whatever reason. Right, right. I, I, I definitely took in, like, accolades, like, championships and dominance. And, and to be honest, that's kind of what saved the number 10 person on my list was kind of the accolades. Because there were other categories I could look at, and I probably could have bumped them off. But I was honest with myself about that because I didn't want to put them on. I'm not going to be honest. I didn't want to put them on. But... I thought the accolades were impressive enough that it kind of overrode the other feelings I had. I was like, all right, man, he'll 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 he'll, he'll get on here. <laughs> but um, no, for me, it was like I said, it's just combination of accolades, where how good you are in, in comparison to your peers. Um, but my main factor, it was really just like eye test. Like, there's just something you do that other people either can't do or they just simply just don't do it anywhere near as well as you do. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of, uh, kind of my, like, criteria for, for making this list. Um, all right, 
Well, I don't know. I guess if uh, you still want to figure out your number ten. No, there. no, no. I mean, I, like, yeah. how, how do you want to do this? You want to just trade off people, and if we happen to have the same person, we can talk about them. Um, no, no, no. I'll, I'll let you. You can do. Um, well, first I would say, um, do your honorable. If you have pick like <laughs> pick like three honorable mentions, because there's always gonna be people we I know we we gotta give shout outs to who just maybe just barely didn't make it. Right. Um, so maybe give like three three or four honorable mention shout outs. Um, and then I'll let okay. you run through your list, and then I'll I'll come around and go through mine. Okay. Um, oh God, now I have to. All right, so I'm I'm trying to decide. Uh, all right, you know, because she 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 was going to be my number ten, but in international wrestling is weird, or international like re- grapple sports are weird because. It's, they're always tournament based, so like, there's the weird, uh, there's like the opportunity, like, and if you're a a, a team uh, like a national team sport like wrestling, hmm. um, uh, you might not see them internationally for a while. Like, they might take time off, or they have to go win at their local level before they make it onto the national team. Um, and the number 10, or I, I, let me just rephrase. There's no number 10. This is not a ranked ordered list. This is just like 10 top 10 people. Um, but she was going to be my number 10, and I looked into it, and it turns out she won't be competing at the 2020 Olympic Games. Uh, Kaori Icho. Iko. Is it Icho or Iko? I never learned that. I think it's Icho. I'm going to go with Icho. Um, she is the most decorated wrestler in the history of the uh, modern Olympic Games. She has four Olympic gold medals. That's more than any other person, male or female, in the history of the Olympics. She has ten world championships. There was a period between like 20, uh, 2002 and 2016 where she never lost a match. The only people who have had been who were around and were as competitive at the highest levels of combat sports during that same period are Bernard Hopkins, Manny Pacquiao, and Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Yeah. Her level of dominance in her sport is ridiculous. Um, but she did not make it to the 2020 Olympics. She got knocked off um, the Japanese Olympic team by uppercomer. Um, God, I just had her name in front of me. Um, what up? Uh, Rizako Kawai. I think was who was who the, who knocked her off, and Rizako Kawai actually won at the 2019 Olymp uh, no Olympic the 2019 World Championships. I want to say, um, so and she I mean she did win at the 2016 Olympic Games, but um, yeah, um, that, that was one of them. Um, another one who I guess. People are going to be surprised isn't on the list is Terrence Crawford. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was a hard one. Um, Terrence Crawford, you, he was the unified 140 pound champion. Um, had a you know just ran rough shot over that division. Um, but I can't, in good conscience, put him on the list just because he's now at 147 pounds. And there are dudes at 147 pounds who have better wins than he does. Like, quite a few, actually. And I think he has what it takes to beat anybody in this division. But until it actually happens in the ring, I can't give him that benefit of the doubt. 
You catch my drift? Yeah, um, when you're making a list like this, you kind of, you got to pluck hairs, and those little things just kind of... Yeah, and, yeah. like, 140 isn't, like, the best division in boxing. Um, Like, it, it, there are certain divisions where guys who win in that division just tend to blow up and wait and just move up, and, like, you know, we've seen that over the years. Floyd did it. Manny did it. It happens. Um, and they go up to 147 where, like, there just tends to be a bigger pool of talent. And, you know, the talent at the highest levels tends to be a little better. Um, and, you know, um, Julius Ndongo is no Sean Porter or Earl Spence or Keith Thurman or even Danny Garcia. Um, and I say this as somebody who likes Ndongo. But um, I would like, I, I, I'd, I'd really like to see Crawford, like, like, Crawford doesn't have the wins Errol Spence does at 147. And, it's like Mikey Garcia and Sean Porter. Hmm. And uh, what's his face? Um, Brooke. So, yeah. So that's somebody who I think people were going to expect to be on the list, but isn't. Um, um, and... Yeah, I'm going to go to the MMA for my last one. Um, someone who I think people who follow me on Tumblr would expect me to have on the list, but isn't, is Amanda Nunes. Mm. Um, it's just hard because, like, so like I am fully comfortable calling her the greatest female MMA fighter of all time. Resume is ridiculously strong for that. Um, but, like, when I compare it to some of the other people on this list, it's just hard to hold that up to that standard, you know? Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, since I'm going to put a fourth person up. If I'm being honest, I'd probably put Valentina Shevchenko on this list before I put Amanda Nunes, because... Valentina Shevchenko's done it in two sports, and mm. as as opposed to just the one. Um, but I don't even have Valentina Shevchenko on the list. She just missed out. So that th those are my honorable mentions. There are a few other ones: um, DJ Regal Verhoeven, but uh, I feel like those are self-evident. I, I thought of Rico for a second. I was like, man, it's heavyweight. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's heavyweight, and you just lost your last fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting you on here. <laughs> oh man. All right. So who who you who just missed out on yours, my man? We actually had similar uh, honorable mentions. Terrence Crawford was also one of my honorable mentions, um, and kind of for the same reason. And albeit, I, I think the one flaw that I'll admit in my list is that. Obviously, like with MMA, I'm much more knowledgeable than boxing and kickboxing. So a lot of times when I look at a boxer's record or a kickboxer's record, there are probably names that I should recognize that I might not. Or like even if I recognize them, I might not understand as much significance as they hold, maybe. But when I looked at Crawford's... Crawford passed like the eye test. But when I just looked at the list of people he's beat, I'm like, it's not that they were bad, but like they weren't... Who's his like pound-for-pound pound win? Right. 
like when I look at Errol Spence, like you got the Mikey Garcia, you got the Kell Brook, you got the uh, the Sean Porter. So to me, like that 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 held a lot of weight. And I looked at Crawford, and I was like, I really want to put you on this list, but I swear, even if he just had one of those wins, I probably would have thrown more. But yeah, he he was just short. Um, also, we had another honorable mention that was the same was Amanda Nunes. Um, she was just out of my, but I think I have a hot take and I'll save it till I get to my list. Um, <laughs> who I put on my list in front of her might, uh, you know, make somebody feel some kind of way, but, um, it was really hard to leave her off because she held two belts and I, I think she has been fighting the best that there is to offer. Like you can only fight who they put in front of you and she's pretty much demolished everybody. Right. But I think, and like I said, when you come down to these lists, you kind of got a nitpick. It was something about that GDR fight that when I thought about it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm being too harsh, but I don't know. As much as he dominated that fight, there were just moments in that fight where I was like, I don't know, man. I felt like if she was fighting somebody else who had a little more awareness, she might have not made it. That fight might have been a lot closer than it ended up. I don't know. I had to nitpick on very, very small, small things. So that just made her miss just by a little bit. And the last person, and boy, I, I swear, I looked at so many highlights and I wanted to throw him on this list so bad was Niowa Inouye. Mm-hmm. He was, oh boy. I I tell you, I looked at so many highlights. I, I watched the, the Nair fight over again. I watched some of his other fights. I, I want to throw him on this list so bad, <laughs> but when I finally got my top ten like solidified, I couldn't think of anybody. And you, you might scold me once you hear my list. You, you probably would be able to pick it out. I couldn't think of somebody who I could toss off the list to put him on. Right. I just I couldn't do it. I, and I really, 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 really wanted to put him on this list. He, like I said, I, I said this off air. <laughs> Niowa Inouye was like 10.5. Like, he was about to be on there. Um, and my probably my last, I'll cheat and do a fourth. Um, I wanted to put Rod Tang on my list, too. Huh. I wanted to put Rod Tang on, but... I guess spoilers. Oh, he's on yours? <laughs> well, no. No, no, no. It's just oh. that, oh, if Rod Tang is on your list, then it's just outside your list. I can guess who's on your list. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to put him on so, and I didn't know. Quick random note: um, he had a fight this year that I did not know about that was amazing. Um, really, the, the Haggerty fight? No, nah, or maybe you know maybe it wasn't. It. Hold up, I got I don't know this guy. It was a tie fight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know um, what you're talking about. The dude's name is Sex Sexton. I think that was from this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's this guy's? I don't know his full name. I think they've fought twice. I want to say. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch the first fight, so I don't know how the first fight went. But I watched their second fight, and it was really, really, really good. Um, but I was like, eh, that fight alone can't. I can't put you on the list off of one fight, even though you know he does have the one championship wins under his belt and those were impressive he kind of like Niall in a way when I looked at my list and I had it solidified 
I like I want to throw you on here, but I don't know who I'm, who I would take off. Right. Um. See, so like, my so there's somebody who's on my list who is, if you're like a kickboxing fan. Well, no, no, you won't, you won't. It's it's been a while. That debate's probably died down a little bit, but there, um, um, like. For for like guys like Buakwa, uh, Buakwa, guy suck at fucking pronouncing names. Like like with Rod Tang, it's just like he never won a, like a, a stadium title. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That that's part of the reason he was on my list or my honorable mentions because it's like okay, you're 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 a very good kickboxer and like you're ha- you're you're having great fights, um, you know, with Haggerty and uh, was it Tension? Yeah, Tension. Yeah. But but like, who like you, you like you're a Muay Thai fighter and you fight at the stadium and you're not a champion. Like he still fights at the stadium. Like the 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 fight you're talking about was at um. Uh, Roger Don uh, Roger Stadium and like he, that was like three months ago. Amazing fight though, if you guys haven't seen it. Go watch oh, yeah. it. It's a it's a really great fight. Dude is a firecracker of a fucking fighter. Yeah. But yeah. Those are my uh honorable those are my, my honorable mentions. <laughs> Alright, ready to crack this uh this list open? Yes sir. Alright, so you you going first or I'm going first? Um, you know, you can go first. Ugh, pressure. All right. God, I, 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 I just, I can hear the clickety clack keyboards. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel like after I explained all that, and I'm gonna name my list. So I'm like, how did you put him on? Like, listen, man, I don't know what you want from me. I, I tried my best, but top ten, pound for pound, fighters list, top ten best fighters on the planet, uh, that I managed to come up with. Um, I guess I'll just read it straight through, uh, and then you read yours, and we'll. we'll Come back and reconvene. But starting at number ten, I'm gonna go with Henry Cejudo. He he, mm. he made this list by the skin of his teeth. But I put into context Olympic champion. Regardless of how you feel about the DJ fight, he beat the greatest flyweight to ever live. He followed that up by knocking out TJ Dillashaw, who was on EPO, and EPO didn't help him. Um, and then the Marais fight, which I guess is kind of a thing for me because I hold Marais in really high regard, even though that is slowly starting to, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about it during his last fight, the, the problems with, with, uh, Marais, but putting like his whole totality together, like that's a really, not even just an ex- impressive streak, but Considering, like, just his career in a nutshell, his athletic career, like, you're an Olympian and UFC champion, and then, like, the people he's had to beat, and the strides he's made, and I I can't, to me, like, his his accolades are kind of incredible. So that kind of, that's what I use to justify me throwing him in at at number 10. Uh, Number 9, which I think is one of my hot takes, because I left Amanda Nunes off, but at number 9, I'm going to go Valentina Shevchenko. Um... And I was wrestling between Shevchenko and Nunez, and I came to the conclusion, and this is just me, this is my opinion, 
I think talent for talent, I think Shevchenko is a better fighter. My opinion. That's fair. I think she's a better, and that's literally just what it came down to. I, I, I stripped away accolades. I was like, who just in terms of eye test, I think Shevchenko is a better fighter. Um, so at number nine, I have Valentina Shevchenko. Um, at number eight, I'm gonna go Takaru Sagawa. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, dude is um. I've been got gotten a chance to get like a lot more f- familiar with him these last few years. And um, there's just something about watching him fight that I can't really just, like, put my finger on it. But it's like, it's like he doesn't jump off the screen, but he does at the same time. Because he's not, like, super flashy. He's not, oh, you know what, let me shut up because I don't want to, you guys know the other name that's coming. But, (laughs) like, he, he doesn't do a whole lot of flashy, crazy stuff, but he is, like, crazy durable and just kind of the power he has with somebody just so small in his frame and i've just seen him just hit dudes like incredibly hard um in terms of like a lot of the all of the most of the kickboxes i've watched he's easily one of the best kickboxes i've seen and it's like he just has this this kind of grit about him that i, I really like and also uh in terms of accolades uh multiple world time grand prix champion um I think the hardest part of putting him on this list is, and I, I didn't know this about K1, he doesn't fight as often as a lot of other kickboxers do, but I guess from what I've seen, that sounds like a K1 thing. I, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of kind of like politics behind him and why he doesn't fight as often and why the tension fight, I guess, hasn't happened yet. And that's kind of a whole situation, but nah. Takaru uh, Sagawa, number eight. Number seven. Habib uh, Nurmagomedov. Huh. Um, I had to factor in the fact that we've pretty much consistently said on this podcast that the lightweight division, by far, is like probably the, the hardest division in this entire sport. And I think that him being as dominant as he is in a division that's that talented speaks to how good he is. And it's also crazy because he... Well, up until recently, his striking got a little bit better. I'm not going to say he's a one-trick pony, but you know what Habib is going to do. Come in, take you down, beat you up. And maybe strangle you at some point. The fact that he's been able to do that pretty much his entire career and has made very, very, very talented fighters look fairly mediocre <laughs> when he fights them. His, his dominance is something in this division. I don't know if we're really ever going to see a streak like this again um well tony ferguson might have something to say he's been killing people for a while now but just the dominance in the division that he's doing it in to me that's like that's amazing i he fights killers pretty much every go out and he makes them look pretty amateurish um so for that i put habib at number seven at number six tension nasukawa um, and you know what was crazy? I actually originally had tension and Takaru flipped, but uh, uh, I saw that Ryzen fight, <laughs> which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, and I was like, nah, bro, tension. And, bro, and he... for those who don't, like Roy Bada is like a legit 
very good J kickboxer. He is not a scrub. Yeah, and he made him look <laughs> look like he made him look pedestrian. Like tension is just he was a guy who I didn't even I mean accolades like he he has some but a lot of tension making this list at number six was just like eye test. Like, bro, this dude is like a phenomenal just fighter. Like, some of the stuff that he pulls off is just like, I don't understand. I don't know how you do this and how you put it all together, but he just he does things I really haven't seen many other people do. Um, he is literally like a, a video game character in real life. But, like, he lands all of the combos and all of, like, the... <laughs> like the 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 finishing moves and all that like he this dude is just a phenomenal fighter man it is every time i watch him fight i'm just like bro i don't understand how you're this good um so yeah number six man tension nasukawa number five and he originally didn't start off high on my list this might be recency bias i don't care it's my list number five i'm going alex Pereira. um i feel like he just doesn't get talked about enough and I don't know if it's just a kickboxing thing because people in America don't really, you know, that ain't, ain't our thing because we're not, you know, clearly the other countries are just kind of better. <laughs> but, bro, Pereira's been out here snatching souls. Um, I remember watching him when he um, beat Simon Marcus. And I was like, bro, he, like, bodied Simon Marcus. Yeah. Back when, like, Simon Marcus was, like, still, like, really, really good. And he has been on a tear, like, ever since that happened. Might have been before then. I, I don't know. I wasn't really keeping up with him much before then. But, dude, he has just been melting faces and just knocking people out. And he just makes it look so... He lands, like, these finishing blows that are just, like... I don't know. He He's just one of those guys I look at in glory, and I'm like, I don't know who y'all are going to get to beat him because he's just kind of out here. just He's just out here clowning. Like, he is straight clowning on y'all and just making it look easy. Um, and uh, one of the last people who could uh, claim that he beat, I ain't going to say claim it happened, uh, that beat uh, <laughs> Izzy, uh, Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. I, I Knocked him yeah. all the way the fuck out. <laughs> yes, cleaned him. Cleaned him, mopped him out, man. Man has two belts, glory middleweight and light heavyweight champion. I think he is incredibly talented. I don't think enough people talk about him. Number five, I'm going to go Alex Pereira. Number four, I'm going to go Errol Spence Jr. Um, I hesitated putting him on this list only because of... Uh, I didn't know if he was going to fight this year because of the, the whole car crash thing. Um, and I, I wanted to make my list of like active fighters. And I was like, well, if he's not going to fight this year, I don't know if I should put him on. But according to him, he's back in the gym. Whatever, whatever. I don't know if that's a good idea, but that's another discussion for another day. Um, but nah, man, he... This dude is just really... He's probably one of the people I could point to that kind of got me back into watching boxing. Because I went through a period where I was watching it, and then like I fell off for a couple years. But he was like the one guy who I kind of would still keep an eye on if I heard his name. Um, and kind of like we alluded to earlier, the, the, the Kelbrook fight, which I thought was incredible, good performance from him. One where he had to really dig deep, you know, mm-hmm. he, he had to work for that win. The Mikey, <laughs> Mikey, 
The Mikey Garcia fight. I feel like we should stop bringing that fight up as like a test of quality so much as it was Mikey Garcia just not wanting to cut any weight. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be like congratulating Deontay Wilder because he knocked out like (laughs) one of the Charlo brothers. But I guess, but it was just like the way he just, it's like a mouse is kind of playing with his food. Like, I I don't know. Um, And then, like, Garcia's a very good boxer, like a pound for pound talent. It's just, Spencer's just, it's like if you were like a 17 year old and you beat up your 12 year old brother. Right. But even still, I feel like the the odds were in Errol's favor, but he still made that look like it was that easy. Like I don't know, it was wild. And then of course the Sean Porter fight, which we talked about on here, uh, a fight where I think he got taken a little out of his element, and still managed to like, you know, really just pull it off and gut out a really just really grimy kind of fight. Um, but nah, man, he's definitely one of the best. He's been one of my favorite boxers to watch. And I, I think he is he is incredibly talented. And I really want to see him fight Terrence Crawford really, really bad. Um, but that's, once again, that's also another another thing for another day. But um, no, nah, he, he's probably, he probably is my favorite boxer. He's not number one, you know, on this list. But he's probably my favorite boxer to watch. I, I think he's incredibly talented. Number three. Mm. I even have quarrels with this, but I threw him on there, so I got to stick with it. Number three, I'm going John Bones Jones. Um, as much as I think his time is, is coming up, I, I still have to be fair and judge about what he's done so far. And up to this point, <laughs> his dominance has been... Uh, how many years? I don't remember how many years. It's been a while, man. He has been at the top of this hill for a while. 2010? 2011? Something like that. Yeah, and hold up. Is... Let me let me double check. Because it's when Shogun came back off of... Well, I guess we can go back one fight earlier. It's from when he... Uh, been on the top of the mountain since March 19th, 2011. Hmm. Unless you take that year sabbatical or that other year sabbatical. Eh, (laughs) (laughs) And that that was another thing that almost I was like, should I put him on? He had the whole, whatever. Do I care about steroids? You know what? I don't know. That's another whatever. You know what? I don't care about that. Whatever. (laughs) But nah, man. John Jones just, he, he, dominance, man. Like he's, he ran through like every he like cleaning that whole division out, and for the most part, has relatively just made it look easy. And for what he might lack in, like he's not technically the most skilled fighter. Like he's not like a super crisp boxer or anything crazy. But to me, it still speaks to his talent that I think there are people who strike better than he does, who have like better technique, but they don't fight as smart as he does. They don't utilize the tools the way he does um and there's just something about when he fights i'm really i'm always really intrigued by his fights for some reason like there's no it's not a uh, coincidence that like the last i would probably say the last like four ufc pay-per-views that i've bought were john jones headliners i'm just really intrigued when he fights because i just i like to see how he works and how he like just approaches different opponents 
and dude is he's he's a nut he's a nut job sometimes he might not be the best person on earth but i i really enjoy watching him fight and i think that he's just and i, I don't want to make this a whole rant but like i get tired of seeing the whole because i've heard this a lot throughout his run of oh he's only good because he has like an 83 inch reach i don't know what his reach is but you know you know what i mean you know and I'm like, well, if that was true and reach was just the only determining factor, Stefan Struve would be undefeated and he'd be the greatest heavyweight of all time right now. Um, yeah, he has a, a, a size advantage or reach advantage over pretty much everybody he fights, but not everybody who has like his frame really knows how to use what they have. And mm-hmm. I think he's probably the best at utilizing like his physical gifts um, to the best of their ability out of pretty much most MMA fighters. Though I do wish, I think we mentioned before, kind of wish he would kind of go back to his wrestling. He, he's been really striker-friendly lately. But um, his just IQ puts him just head and toes above everybody else. It's, it's, it's very rare that I watch a John Jones fight and say, oh, that was a bad idea. Dude just, he fights incredibly smart, and all his shenanigans aside, he's an amazing fighter. Even though I think his time is running short, but up to this point, He's, he's number three. So number three, John Bones Jones. Number two. Number two, Vasily Lomachenko. Wow. Bruh, <laughs> I've never watched somebody and just... My jaw be dropping when I watch this dude fight. I've never seen... Bro, he made a man quit. <laughs> he made three men quit. <laughs> like, I've never seen that before. And it wasn't like, oh, I quit because, you know, my eye is super swollen shut or, oh, I'm bleeding profusely. He's like, bro, he's so good that it's like, ah, you know what? <laughs> you can have it. Like, every time I watch him fight, it is, and like I said, going, going back to the criteria on my list, a lot of my main factor was eye test, like. I don't know, I can't name anybody else who fights like he does. It's the footwork, the the movement, the angles, and even though, like, he's not, um, like, a power puncher, he's not going to go in there and give you, like, a one-shot, you know, one-shot knockout or anything like that, but, bro, he is, like, a master technician. It is beautiful to watch this man work. Um, yeah, he he's just... He's all eyes. Like I'll, I'll watch him, and I'm just like I'm in amazement at how good he is, and the way he moves in that ring. And I, I was talking uh, to some people about uh, about him at work. Uh, of course, I live in Maryland, so Javante Davis is a pretty big thing over here. I was telling people, man, like I know we all like Tank Davis, hometown dude, rah rah. I get you. After what we just saw in that last fight, I don't think he wants that that smoke. I think if he fights uh, Lomachenko, if he don't get like a nice, <laughs> if he don't clip Loma early by like round three, he's going to be in for a long night, a long night. I think he's going to hit a lot of air. It's going to be a lot of swinging and Lomachenko's not going to be there. And then when he reappears, he's going to hit you with like a five piece and then he'll disappear again. Like he does like the Dragon Ball Z fights in real life when you get like the five string of punches and then like they disappear and then they reappear and then they start fighting again they like just behind does... you right like he 
He does that in real life. Yeah, man, this dude, he, bro, he he is incredible. He is incredible to watch fight. Uh, so he is my number two pound for pound, and my number one pound for pound for pound best fighter on the planet. I'm going with Canelo Alvarez. Hey, um, <clears throat> bro, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know the Kovalev fight wasn't like his best fight, but I think I, it speaks. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. yeah. No, no, no. You you were going. You're you're heading down the road. Yeah. I was going to mention. It, it it speaks to his talent that how is it that he went up in weight? He he was a smaller guy, but yet we're worried more about his power than Kovalev. And like you just watch that fight and you just it's weird to like look at Kovalev and be like, Why am I more worried about Kovalev getting knocked out? This should be the other way around. Like and it's not like Canelo Alvarez is like frail, but it's like how is Canelo like at some point he's just gonna bully this guy? And he just eventually did and like got him out of there. And he also like we we've been somewhat critical of him. Like sometimes he, he might take a round or two off. But he, still in the grand yeah. scheme of things, bro, when Canelo's on, like Good luck. Good luck dealing with that power. Good luck dealing with that defense. <laughs> Good, just the, the have and just like the chin on the man. Yeah, because this is a dude who ate some of Gennady Golovkin's biggest punches, like like they were nothing. Yeah, just kept kept trucking, just kept trucking. Um, he's like to me. He's like the perfect package in terms of just like a boxer. Like he's he's gritty. He can take a hit. He has really amazing defense. And then also on the offensive end, he can put you to sleep. He has really great combinations. Like he, I feel like his own his biggest enemy is just kind of him. Like there's not really anybody else I could look at and look at like skill for skill and be like, oh no, they could probably take Canelo. I don't. I, I feel like the only person that might beat him is just Father Time. Like eventually he'll just slow down a little bit, and he has been doing this since he was fifteen. Yeah, been been out here for for a while now. But yeah, like Father Time might be the only person that kind of might be able to put a, a slow to him because he he is that man is he, he's another guy who I watch and I'm like yeah he. He's on another level. Like, he is, even though he might take a round and two off here and there, he is still clearly, he can afford to do that because of how good he is. He he is just on another level compared to everybody else. It's just, yeah. I, I don't really have much more to say. Canelo Alvarez, if you've seen his fights, man, I, I don't feel like I don't really need to explain. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, number one for me. Pound for pound, best fighter on the planet. And that is my list. Alright. Solid list. Solid list. Um, my list is very different, though. Surprisingly, it's also kind of the same. Similar. Or similar. Well, oh, okay. There are people on it. I think people who who casually follow all the sports might see that we overlap on, but um, we'll, we'll get to that. 
So my, I'm like, I, I didn't rank mine because I wasn't brave enough to do it like you were. Um, Probably so, saved a lot of time, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to start off with the one you ended on. Uh, one of the dudes on my list is Canelo Alvarez. He's one of the three boxers I got on my list. Um, and it's it's hard to under it's hard to oversell his accomplishments like we can go back and forth on the Golovkin fights all we want i thought Golovkin won the first one i thought canelo did enough to win the second one um even if you had like a Golovkin card i don't think it was crazy that canelo won uh the rematch um but like there's a dude who fought arislandi laura when he didn't have to this is a dude who was like, you know what? I'm going to move up two weight class. I'm gonna move up, yeah, two weight classes and fight Sergey Kovalev, and he didn't have to. Um, and you know we could argue about how much of Sergey Kovalev was left after getting knocked out by Eladar Alvarez and the two losses to Andre Ward, but like he was he at the time he was the number one light heavyweight in the world. Um, I'm not sure if he was like the consensus one because. Uh, what's the dude who beat Adonis Stevenson? What's his name? Or am I going crazy? Hold on. Uh, but point point being, like Govkin, uh, Canelo's won titles at four divisions for everywhere from junior middleweight up to light heavyweight. Um, if it wasn't for Andy Ruiz, he'd be the only uh, he'd be the Mexican who's won the belt at the highest weight class. Well, Andy Ruiz and Alejandro Lara, uh, Jimenez, but that's a different um, topic. Um, like, the, the dude is the best boxer on the planet right now. Like, in an era where, like, we have been... It's been pulling freaking teeth to get guys like Sean Porter and Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia and Errol Spence and Kell Brook to fight one another... Canelo's out here been he's been out here taking the toughest fight more times than not. You know what I mean? Like like I said, you don't fight Lara unless you have to. And Canelo being at the time the second or biggest uh draw in the sport did not have to. Chose to. Um yeah, kinda got respect him for that. Um like, you know, the fights with Austin Trout, um Freaking, uh, 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 like it, it's hard. It's it's just really hard to, like, just state like. And yeah, he's had the easy fight here or there, but like this past year, Danny Diego Sergio took Canelo Alvarez top uh top pound for pound guy in the sport. Um. Next up, I have somebody who's not on your list. And he's a Judica. Oh, there we go. This, this, there we go. Yeah. So this, so this is where the uh, this is why I didn't want to rank it because it's so hard to compare. Like, you know, like if you're a judo or a wrestler or you know jujitsu guy, you fight in tournaments and you fight the best every time out, or you compete against the best every time out. But like that might be like once or twice a year. Right. So it was like really hard to weigh that against like somebody who's fighting like three different opponents who are. In theory, right hot. Um, so, yeah, it, it, beside the point. Next up, I have Teddy Reiner from France. Uh, the 30-year-old Judica is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, one-time Olympic bronze medalist, 
and an eight-time world champion. Now, Reiner not might not be the most technical judoka in the world. He uh, actually he's a heavyweight, so I'm just going to go out and say he is not the most technical <laughs> judoka in the world. But he's by far the most dominant. Um, I think only recently he lost his first match in, in like eight years or something. But like, uh, point being, he's built like Black Superman, Black French Superman. He, he comes from the same school as like. Cyril Gan and freaking Fresh Sengano. Dude is jacked as shit. And um, he's just out here just freaking tossing people. Uh, and it's not always fun to watch, but he is dominant as hell. Um, so yeah, Teddy Reiner up there. Uh, top 10 power bound uh, combat sports athletes in the world. Um, next up, I have John Jones. Mm. If it was not like John Jones will be I, like you, I think Jones's time is coming. And I don't even think it's because the division is getting better. I think the division is getting more acclimated to who Jones is. If that makes any sense. Like his competition is getting bigger and more athletic. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, and I, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm not one of those people who's going to knock his legacy where like, oh, Shogun was coming off of like double knee surgery. Uh, Rampage was like one in three in his last four. Leo Machida slowing down. Um, Rashad Evans slowing down. Like those are still very, very good wins in a sport where like getting very, very, very good wins is really, really, really hard. Especially consecutively. And at the time, those were still the best guys around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I, like I, I'm like you. I think his time is coming. I think the like I don't think the division's getting better. I think it's getting more. Um, I think everybody's honing in on a style, and you can start to see the little, uh, the 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 little pliers being applied to Jones' style and being peeled open. And we'll talk about it when we get to our award show and we talk about biggest disappointments. Um, but, um, yeah, John Jones, for what it's worth, is still the pound for pound best fighter in MMA, in my book. Um, I, I think the time is comp. Uh, I, I think, you know, 10 title defenses, he's going to hit. He, well, he might hit 11, which would tie him with Demetrius Johnson, not for consecutive, but just for most overall. Um, it's dude. Dude is fantastic. Um, like I, I think he's pared down his game a lot, but it's still out here getting wins and helping him push through hard fights. Um, now it feels like I'm knocking on him too much, but yeah, no. J- Jones is for all types of different opponent, different backgrounds, different um sizes. Yeah, you know, uh, and he's done it despite being the biggest. Self, um, well, the second biggest self, um, well, I'm gonna go with the third biggest self sabotager <laughs> in recent just memory behind, um, Conor McGregor and, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so he's an elite company in that regard. But, like, John Jones will retire as, or when he, or he'll get, uh, he will age out of the sport eventually, being the biggest what if in MMA history, despite also 
potentially being the best fighter of all time. So and he's in his elite company in every special way imaginable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So John Jones is next on this list. Um, and he. Uh, oh, here's another one who was on your list and is also on my list. Um, Alex Pereira. Pereira. Hey, yeah. There we go. Gory middleweight and interim lightweight champion was it? No, it should be all right. All right. I think. Yeah, I think him and uh, the God, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. The one he face planted. Actually, he's face planted a couple people, so that doesn't narrow it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have looked this up because I, I was like a hundred percent sure they were talking about him as like the interim champion, but that might. Yeah, he's the interim white heavyweight champion. Um, no. Yeah, uh, I want to say it's Kish, not Kishenko. That that'd be dumb. Um, uh, point well, B. Whoever it is, whoever it is, is losing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> might have been the last guy to beat him. No, no, uh, Jason Wilton. This is no. Okay, I I don't I don't know who the actual Glory Way Heavyweight Champion is. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, but. Alex Pereira is out here murdering people every time he comes out. I don't know what more you could want from somebody um, as a um, you know, as a fan of uh, combat sports and particularly ones where you can knock the other person out. Um, dude is just ridiculously fun to watch. He is just murking uh, middleweights and heavyweights left and right. If I have one critique, it's that We'll never get to see him fight Artem Levin. Yeah, because Artem's gone. <laughs> Artem's never coming back. Yeah, Artem, Artem is gone forever. Uh, and I, and again, I can't blame him, but it sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, it's it's Artem Vakatov, who, who I think is the champion. No. Yeah. I. I um. Yeah, he has a fought. I think he got hurt back in Ju- after his fight in June, and like they haven't been able to book him in a fight since. Um. But um. <clears throat> yeah. No. Um. Alex Pereira. Uh, you said everything I I I had to say about him. Like, dude is just super fun. He's just out here murking dudes every time he comes out. Uh, One more quick note on him that I forgot to mention in terms of, like attributes. He has really good hands as a kickboxer. Oh, yeah, he's, like, and you'll find this a lot with a lot of, like, the best kickboxers in glory for some reason. Like, they're just, like, the thing that sets them apart from the rest of the uh, the division says to be, like, they, they're just better boxers. Mm. It's really weird. Um, yeah, and, you know, um, yeah, not a whole bunch more to say about him, to be honest, uh. You, I think we got him covered. Um, so here's one that was not on your list, um, and he's a wrestler. Hey, all yeah. right, there we yeah. go. So I'm gonna get to my first wrestler. Um, my first of two. Um, his name is Abdul Rashid Sadulayev. Now, Sensei, do you know who Kyle Snyder is? I know the name. Kyle- I definitely heard the name. So Kyle Snyder was the man back in 2012. The um, well, was it 2012? Am I confusing my? 
Hold up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get this right for you. So Kyle Snyder is an Ohio State wrestler. Was an Ohio State wrestler. Back in... No, it was 2015. Um, while he was a sophomore, I believe, in college, he competed for a spot on the U.S. national team and then went on to win the world championships in Vegas that year at the 97-kilogram weight class. And then the following year, which I believe was his junior or senior year, um, he went on to the 2016 Olympics... And won a gold medal. All before he was 20. Mm. Yeah. Freaking really impressive, right? Uh, When's his MMA debut? (laughs) Well, he he has said he wants to join the UFC. Point, but... um, That would be... But he also ran up against Abdul Rashid Sadulayev. A.K.A. the Russian tank at the 2018 World Championships. Sadulayev proceeded to pin him in under a minute. Mm. Yeah. Dude is really freaking good. Um, He's a 23-year-old from Russia. Um, He also won Olympic gold at the uh, 2016 World Championship uh, Olympic Games. He's a four-time world champion. Two-time European Games champion, three-time European Championships champion, and he's won the Golden Grand uh, Prix, the Ivan Yarigan Grand Prix. So, I don't know if you know much about um, that tournament. Or I might be, because there are two. All right, so there's a tournament in Russia that is specifically has all the best Russian wrestlers in it, right? Mm. And the heavyweight division is considered basically the best. Like, it's harder than the actual Olympic Games because it's believed that all the like Soviet state heavyweights are the best heavyweights on the planet. Or, or basically anybody from like 97 kilograms up, basically. Like, if you're 97 kilograms and up, and you are considered one of the best wrestlers on the planet, you're probably from a former Soviet state. Um, Sadulayev has won that like two or three times. Uh. Yeah, d- dude is an absolute fucking machine. Um, like if if you, if you're listening to this and you've never seen Sadulayev wrestle, just go on YouTube right now. Like pause the episode, go on YouTube, watch him. He is amazing. Yeah, I'm it, watching uh, some highlight. He is fast. Yes. <laughs> he is. It's like I, I know that like what WADA or whatever I had to ban Russia from the 2020 games or whatever. But like if he doesn't uh, like I, I really hope he gets to go. Um, I, I really hope he gets to compete because like, he's just so fucking good. He is just so so unbelievably good and like i wish i had like the wrestling chops to really talk about his game like that but like if you want to talk about an eye test no oh, yeah no he's he's handling yeah he's handling dudes <laughs> like whoa what was that he hold up please do a replay <laughs> he like flipped over this dude's back yeah he, he's a ridiculous <laughs> athlete 
he like literally did like a Power Rangers flip <laughs> like if, over if, the back. If you follow international wrestling or anybody, if you follow somebody on like Twitter who or Instagram who follows international wrestling, the odds are if you ask them, they tell you Satellite is the best wrestler on the planet, and it's hard to disagree once you see him wrestle because he is that type of special once you see him on the mat, like absolutely next level performing on a level all his own um so go check him out if you haven't seen him before um all right so next on my list okay so i went boxer judica mma fighter kickboxer wrestler so i'm gonna go back to boxer um because again my list is not ranked Number one to number ten is just ranked top ten. I, I didn't want to play anybody in order. Um, so I feel like my number ten, uh, like my next one is like second boxer. Like so, you could put Errol Spence in the spot. You could put um, Terrence Crawford. Um, now into it, like these are people who like I see other like like if you go on the transnational boxing. Uh, rankings, which is a boxing ranking from like news, like people who follow the sport, like journalists, and like uh, basically, it's supposed to be like a way to keep track, like an actual rankings board for like who the best boxers on the planet are. Like if you go and you look at their pound for pound, they'll have like I think Canelo's number one. It's like Naya Inouye, Vasily Lomachenko, Terence Crawford. I'm going to tell you who I believe is the number two pound for pound boxer on the planet. It's Alexander Usyk. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, much like Vasily Lomachenko, or I'm sorry, Terrence Crawford, Usyk cleared out his division and took all the titles. But I think Cruiserweight's a better division than 140, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if everybody agrees with that. But Usyk also did it in a way that he had to fight literally all the best fighters in his division, one after the other. Thanks to the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Tournament. Um, uh, dude beat Marco Hook. Dude beat Maris Brightus. Dude beat Marat Gassiev. And then he took a fight with uh, Tony Bellew, who kind of lucked into a title, to be honest with you. But he took, um, he cleared out his division, won all the belts, won the Lidio title, won the franchise title, which I did, like, uh, apparently is a thing. The WBF gives you, um, or what's the WBC? I don't remember. Point being, I think Cruiserweight is better than he's given credit for because, uh, and I think it's not given as much credit because it's not really a really good American in that division. Um, but I, I, I think Usyk is earned the title. I, I think his resume is better than most of the other people. It can talked about in the top, to, uh, the top half of panelists. Um, um, and I, I, I really struggle to kind of like, like his game is not, if you're not like a boxing technique freak, it's not very fun to watch. Um, like he's not a power puncher. He's very much a volume puncher, but like he moves. Not exactly like Vasily Lomachenko, but as much as somebody who is a 200 pounder can mm-hmm. fight like Vasily Lomachenko. Like, just incredible movement, great defense, 
Um, and when he does like hurt you, he he he's very good about putting you away. Um, and once he and once he gets his reads, he can be deadly. Um, so Alexander Lusick, potential Anthony Joshua matchup in the future. Now that they're signed to the same promoter, I believe. Um, you know he's at heavyweight now. We'll see how he does there. Um, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he beats all of them, like Joshua. Uh, Wilder and Fury, like he's that good. He, the only thing that worries me is like he doesn't have he doesn't hit like I said he doesn't hit the, all that hard. So, and this is a division where like he's not small, but like, he's small compared to everybody else. He's six three, and the smallest of the top three at heavyweight is six six and two hundred forty fifty pounds. So that's worrisome, but like skill for skill, this dude is just next level. And it would not surprise me if he beat all three of them and what became uh champ in this division. Um, next up I have So I'm surprised we didn't make your list, Sensei. You you're the one championship fanatic. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who did I fight? Giorgio Petrosian. Oh, man. You know, I'm not even going to lie to you. I did not even... <laughs> I did not even think of him. So it's, Not even going to lie to you. So, it's funny. Um, So, okay, I actually did my list last week on the phone with Sensei, everybody. Um, Because he, he, he shamefully reminded me that I hadn't started on mine. <laughs> And I was coming up with, like, okay, how am I going to do this? I'm probably going to do it by, like, okay, this amount of boxers, this amount of kickboxers, this amount of wrestlers, this amount of MMA fighters, whatever, whatever. Then I looked at, um, I was looking for kickboxers. I was looking for pound-for-pound list. And I I saw some on Twitter from, like, just random people tweeting about, like, oh, uh, Takaru and Rico Verhoeven and uh, some people had Body or Hari and... That's a conversation for another day, but um, <laughs> once I found a couple websites and a couple like Facebook groups or whatever, they reminded me that Giorgio Petrosian was still out here and still kicking ass. Um, Bro, he hasn't lost a fight in a long time. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention it. Um, I was actually at the last fight he lost live. Glory mm. twelve in New York. Where I told my uncle, "Hey, that's the best kickboxer in the world, bro." And then he proceeded I... to get uppercut <laughs> into oblivion by Andy Risty. That was a legendary night. It was. That was a legendary night. That that was a wild night. That was a great night of fights. Yeah. I I was on Tumblr that night. I vividly remember being on Tumblr because somebody posted the same thing. Because I had no idea who Petrosian was. I was really like really new to kickboxing, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, this is like the Anderson Silva kickboxing." That was he me. You a... right? <laughs> like, yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh, all right, this guy must be amazing." And then he just gets like flatlined. <laughs> well, I I think the thing, I think my I, I think I remember my words. I was like shocked. I was like trying to explain to somebody how shocked I was. I was like. Just imagine if like Anderson Silva got knocked out, and then it ended up happening like a few months later. Jesus Christ! But Andy Risty fought this year. Andy Risty's still out here. He's still doing stuff occasionally, but like he, he lost a, he won the 
gory title, and then he just kind of stopped. Yeah, like according to Wiki. Well, he he lost to Robin Van Roosmal, and that was the thing. And then he just disappeared. Appeared for four years, five, six now. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he's, he, he's in Japan, uh, not Japan. He's in China now. I don't know what he, like I don't know what he does between hey, stuff, but he fought on Kunlun Fight eighty one. He lost a extra round decision. Maybe he went to go. Boop. I don't know. Uh, Shout out to the Risty though. That that might be one of the single greatest nights one person can have. Mm-hmm. Dude, just Robin Van Roosmalen and Giorgio Petruzzin like knock them both out on the same night. But um, yeah, no. So Giorgio's on my list, even though he never got his revenge against Risty. Um, like I I don't know what to say, man. He's like one of the great. He's the greatest kickboxer ever. He's been a lot more violent lately, too. Yeah, that's just the old age setting in. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I, I, I don't want to move no more. I'm just starting knocking dudes out. Just start beating the good, shit out of them. That's a good pick, though. I really did. I did not think of him at all. Uh, that's a really good pick. But um, that just longevity. He's got all the wins. He's got all the awards and accolades and, like, yeah. Like it's, I'm not even gonna say, like it. seems kind of like redundant to talk about him like his career at this point, even though like, yeah, we we probably never talked about him on the show before. Um, yeah, not not in depth, but no, he he's literally he's beat everybody. The dude, like, dude's been fighting since, like we I talked about Kadaicho earlier. Like he started his career in 2003. And he is what a hundred. He's like he's only lost like twice. Oh, this man got Andy Sauer, Mike Sambitas, Cosmo on here. Yo, Natawat, um, Natawat, David Kiria, of course, Robert Van Roosmalen. Bro, he's got some wins, like some really good wins. Uh, Sudzakam. Like, yeah, dude is legit. Like Cosmo Alexander, like. Like, like if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of kickboxing, Georgia Petrosian's on it. Um. So, he, he and I I don't know why it didn't. Click. Like I knew he was still fighting, but like it didn't click in my. Oh, he's still out here beating like really good dudes. Like Joe Nada. Like I know Joe Nada. What probably hasn't been like. Um, how do I describe this? He hasn't been like a a, a prime win in a while, but like that's still a great win. He smoked him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, Georgia Petrosian gets some love on my pound for pound list. Um, recently won the glory, uh, not glory, one championship uh, featherweight tournament. Yep. So. Shout to Giorgio Petrosian. Surgeon, bro. Uh, who do I have next? Because I went out of order with my list, and now I'm confused. <laughs> so, Canelo, Teddy Reiner, John Jones, Akpreya, Sadulayev, Giorgio Petrosian, Usyk. I got three more, and I had to come up with number 10. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to wrestling real quick. Um, All right. So... 
my number eight, or, you know, my eighth person, not my number eight, there's a difference, no ranking, um, Taha Agul of Turkey. So, um, this one's a little bit more contentious because, um, well, Agul did win at the 2016 Olympic Games and is a two-time Olympic champion. He also has a world in the world championship since 2017. He's only won silver. Um, and I think he won bronze once. Um, but it's him and this other dude who I'm not sure if I'm going to put on my list yet, so I'm going to hold off on saying his name. But I have been trading championships since the 2016 Olympic Games. Um, but I'm going to keep him here just because, you know, I, uh, you know I'm going to go to the eye test. Because if you've seen Taha Agul wrestle, like, that's a scary man. Like, uh, <clears throat> he is a heavyweight. He's like 265 pounds. Um, I want a man that large, trying to. Yeah. And <laughs> he is a bully in, like, the best sense of the word. Like, 6'4", 265 pounds. Like, you shouldn't move the way he moves and as, like, powerful and athletically as he does. And, like... The fact that he's able to control other men this size is scary. Like it, and it's not, but like the same at the same time, he's not here just like dominating the field. Um. So it, it, I, I kind of wanna like be like, okay, maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't, but I, I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and, I'm gonna just go ahead and put him on the list. Like he. He might be a two-time Olympic champion by the end of next year. Um, this year, I should say. Um, but, again, I wish I had, like, the wrestling pedigree to talk about, like, how good he is. But he is... Go If you haven't, uh, go watch his run through the 2016 Olympic Games where he's just bullying people and making them look like they've never wrestled a day before in their lives. And just, like, grabbing um, at the knee and, like, rolling them for, like, just to, like, beat them, like, 11-0. It's wild. Um, so, he gets some love. He's on my list. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to put, uh, you know, I'm going to hold off and putting that other guy on my list and just throw him an honorable mention when we're done. Um, next up, I have Bushesha, Marcus Almeida. Um... Two-time Abu Dhabi champion, 13-time IBJJF world champion at both the uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the is it the hundred kil hundred plus kilogram division I'm just call it heavyweight and the absolute weight. Um, you know, dude has won a medal at the uh, at, at the IBJJF every year since like 2010, 2011. Um. Really wish he came to MMA when he said he was. But, uh, like, just longevity and fucking, like, dominance. And he does it in both gi and non-gi. Like, um, a dude who I kept off the list, uh, Gordon Ryan. I was just about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Like, uh, Gordon Ryan, like, 
I don't want to be like he's not he's on the list because he's only a no gi guy, but he's not on the list because he's just on he's not he's he doesn't he didn't do them both. You feel me? Mm. And it's hard for me to like say okay, Lucesha might not uh, Lucesha might only have two Abu Dhabi championships and might have lost to Ryan in one, but like he, he's doing it in both gi and no gi, like he's doing it at the highest levels of both. As opposed to just the one, so it was like a little hard for me to be like, uh, uh, "Let me just put them both." So I don't know. If, I, I, I'm sure there are people who take issue with that. Um, but yeah, no. Like, you want to talk about prolonged dominance? You want to talk about a guy who's just out here, just fucking, just completely owning and being the face of his sport? It's it's Bouchesha. Like, dude, is absolute monster. Um. I don't know if he'll ever get into MMA, but you know, if, even if he just sticks to jujitsu, like you're, he's gonna leave. He's gonna leave probably the best jujitsu fighter of all time when he's done. It's only twenty nine, so if he's not already, um, so shouts to Bushesha. and at number ten, um, all right, Sensei. Yeah, who's creep? Who's who's creeping in? Who got that last that last nod? Sensei, fuck it. Ugh, I, uh, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. Ah, <laughs> uh. you know what? I'm gonna go with the safe one that everybody knows. Vasily Lomachenko. Hey. Okay, I, I'm gonna give him the edge because he is a two-time Olympic champion. Uh, four weight. Is it four weights or is it three? I don't remember now. Uh. He went at 122, 126, and one... He skipped 130s. I think he went straight to 135. So, let me just double-check my math. Because... I don't want... Who was the other person that was... Uh, I will get to him. Yeah, he's a a three-way champion. Okay, Vasily Omachenko, three-way champion. Um, You... That was not completely unified, but he uh, he is multiple belts at each weight class. Absolute monster. Like you said, he made like three people, four people quit, which is they're not scrubs. They're they were all former world champions. Um, you know who who just broke down, and you can't blame him with the type of assault that Lomachenko puts on his opponents. Just high volume, just ridiculous movement is. Like, he gets to your back like he's Juicier Formiga. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous how easily he does it. Um, Just absolute fiend when it comes to just making his opponents turn and shell up and then pick apart their guard and, like, he just hand fighting so that he can open up shots and, like, land, like, decent power. Like, it's so ridiculous. So the fight to me were like I knew he was like the guy in special. Um was actually a fight where everybody else was just like really down on him. But uh, he fought in like his fourth fight. Um he fought Piriapino, uh, a Thai fighter who had like an inflated record. And he proceeded to beat him with like one hand cuz he like mm-hmm. broke his hand his right hand in like the first round and 
you know, that in and of itself isn't the amazing part. It's that he landed like a thousand punches or something crazy like that. Uh, I have to look at the punch stats now because it was something crazy where like he landed all these shots with one hand. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna find it. Unfortunately, I want to. I want to keep us all on um on hold while I uh, while I... a thousand sounds good. We'll just, we'll just go with a thousand. <laughs> that sounds like a good stat. It wasn't a thousand, obviously, but it was like he threw he threw a thousand punches. That's what it was. He threw Jeez. one thousand and six punches. How how did they count that? Like <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming that definitely went twelve rounds. That went twelve rounds. Okay, yeah, it's no, yeah. You throw a thousand ass to go. Throw. How did? Was it nothing but like three pieces? Like. <laughs> you throw a thousand punches with a broken hand. Yeah, that's yeah. So, um, like, this, like, it, it, dude's a generational talent. Um, my own, like, I, my only thing is that, like, he doesn't have that pound for pound win. Like, normally it would be Guillermo Rigondeaux, but by the time he fought Rigondeaux, he was like old and beat up, and. Kind of just sour on the sport, to be honest with you. Um, like he's got good wins, and he like they're not bad. Like Luke Campbell, good win. Jose Pedraza, good win. Jorge Linares, really good win. Nicholas Walters, at the time, that was a very good win. Um, Gary Russell Jr., good win. It, I, I, I'd argue they're just as strong, if not strong, slightly stronger than um, Terrence Crawford. But I'm waiting on that Gervonta Davis win or that Mikey Garcia win. That put that that really just puts him over the edge. Um but like but all the accomplishments, all the weight class titles, all the Olympic gold medals, just the ridiculous aesthetics to his style. That that and they're not it's not flash, it's it's all substance. That's the crazy part. Um it, it, it's hard for me to discount him, um, and you know he's gonna go fight Teofimo Lopez, and hopefully, top rank can put a good fight together after that if he wins. Um, that's not always a given. You know, Teofimo could turn out to be like the real deal, like the real real deal. Um, but yeah, Vasily Lomachenko is my number ten. Um, all right, and you wanted to know the guy who was going to be my number 10, who, who I was going back and forth with? Yeah. So remember when I mentioned that Taha Agul, uh, Agul hasn't won a world championship since like 2016, 2017? Somebody was in his spot. Somebody was in his spot. His name is Gino uh, um, from Georgia. He's a three-time world champion. He won him from 2017 2019, I believe. Um, and the reason I didn't put him on this list is just because he hasn't won an Olympic medal yet. Yet, he's 25. Um, you know, every chance in the world he goes to 2020 Olympics, beats Agul and becomes a champion there. Um, they've traded wins back and forth. I think Agul beat him this year at the um, European Games. So, uh, you know, it's not a guarantee, but like, d- dude's been putting it on on the world stage. He's 
competed against some of the best heavyweights on the planet. He's competed against, all, against the best heavyweights on the planet and beat them. Um, it's an interesting life story, too. When he was, like, 11 years old, like, he was kidnapped and, like, held hostage for three months. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find much information on, like, what happened to him. Um, I, I don't know if it was, like, a war thing or if he was just, like, um, you know... Yeah, I, I don't know what was going on in Georgia 14 years ago. Uh, so I, I couldn't figure out, like, the specifics about, like, his, the old thing, but, like... Oh, wait, here we go. Long time to be kidnapped. Yeah, like, normally after that point, you're either dead or, like, yeah, like a sex trafficking ring. Yeah, nobody's hearing from you again. Uh, he was held for ransom. Um, that's what all I was able to find out. Um... Right. The kidnapping took place when he was returning home with his friends. Masked men would ambush and kidnap him. Though the reasons were not clear, many Georgian newspapers reported that he was kidnapped because his father, who owned fuel stations and was fairly well off, was a target in the region seeking independence and saw ethnic conflict between uh, Georgia and Russia. Mm. So there you go. Geopolitical kidnappings. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Um but now the dudes and the top wrestlers on the planet. So it all worked out, I guess. Um, yeah, he, he would have been on my list because, again, dude, like, as much shit as I give, like, the heavyweight divisions in uh, MMA and boxing and kickboxing, like, in amateur wrestling, like, internationally, they tend to be pretty damn good. They look like they actually try. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's doing the takedown and then gassing out after two minutes. I mean, fuck, like, Carol, like, Alexander Carolyn, like, fucking monster. Like, I don't know what it is about, um, you know, Russia, Turkey, all the old Soviet Union countries. Like, I, I don't know what it is about them that makes them all turn out like these Ivan Drago types. But it's working. Uh, uh, might be the roids. Might be the roids. Someone who I'm bummed isn't on this list is Demetrius Johnson. Because I feel like he should so be on this list, but the level of competition's gone down. Fucking that loss to that loss to Henry Cejudo. <laughs> Did you hear my air quotes? <laughs> hey man, according to the judges, yeah, I got my. <laughs> I I try not to hang that over his head. That's... My my hatred for him has gone down. I'm just gonna take that as revenge for uh, him beating a uh, kid and uh Torres way back when. Hey, he beat my aunt's teammate, and I never held them against him. Yeah. <laughs> My bitterness runs deep. But, I mean, you know, if, if we extended this list to, like, a top 15, he would have been on there. Mm. Top 15, he, he probably would have made it. See, I, I got some people I probably put over him. <laughs> you know who I also tried to convince myself to put on this list, but I knew I couldn't? Who, who, who was it? Patri Patricio Pitbull. Ah. Uh. I tried, and I knew I couldn't, but I just I just tried just to see like 
Well, what if, like, <laughs> just what if? Well, I, I couldn't do it. I'll talk about Patricio tomorrow, but I was really bummed about the our end of the year awards, and I wasn't able. I, I just couldn't put myself to put him in that conversation, or not put him in the conversation, but give him the award. It's been a great year for him. I still gotta finish those. Uh... <laughs> Up. <laughs> see, that's the one I actually that, got the head jump on. Oh, see, that, see, I got a head jump and then I stopped. Like, <laughs> I did, like, I was like, I'll just do, like, three awards a night, and then by the time we record, I'll have everything done. And then I did three, and then I haven't done any since. I'm, uh, run a little behind on that one. But I'll get there. I'll get there. But, um, boom. So I guess that was, um, <laughs> that was our list. Those are our uh, pound for pound top fighters in the world as of right now in 2020. As of January 2020. This will all easily change in like a month. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So as of, we're recording this on January 4th uh, at nighttime. uh, Of course. 2020. Yeah, right. (laughs) Of course. This will... If I can get this out, I want to get this out actually on the anniversary, which would be Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll see how much I can power through and try to edit this. But um, by the time you guys hear this, it'll have been our third year anniversary officially. Our third year anniversary is officially January 5th. Uh, we're recording this on the 4th. So, um, but yeah, man. Those are our lists, well, pound for pound. Before we sign off, can we, can I just, can we just read our list um, oh, again yeah, yeah, full? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Like, Canelo, Teddy Reiner, John Jones, Alex Pereira, uh, Abdul Rashid Saidulayev, Georgia Petrosian, Alexander Usyk, Taha Gul, Marcus Almeida, a.k.a. Bashesha, and Vasily Lomachenko. All right. And for me, uh, number 10, Henry Cejudo. Number 9, Valentina Shevchenko. Number 8. Uh, Taku Sagawa, number seven, Habib Nurmagomedov, number six, Tenshin Nashukawa, number five, Alex Pereira, number four, Errol Spence Jr., number three, John Jones, number two, Vasily Lomachenko, and number one, Canelo Alvarez. So those are our list, top 20, I mean, sorry, top 10 of <laughs> pound for pound fighters <laughs> on the planet uh, for 2020 as of January 4th. Um, if you have an issue with our list, Go, go make your own. This was hard. <laughs> <laughs> this was really, this was really, really hard, man. But this was fun. I'm glad we did it. Nobody else. I don't know anybody else who has a list like this. So, uh, think, think we did something good. I, I would, but I, I would like to see if any of you guys out there, if, if you would attempt, I'd be interested to see what some other, uh, other lists would look like if any of you are out there, especially if you watch like more than one combat sport, or even if you just watch MMA and just boxing, even if it's just those two, like try to mix those two together and see if you could make, make a pound for pound list out of that. Well, and um, if like you follow a sport that we don't like a combat sport, we don't like, you know, shoot us some people you think should be on the list. Um, right. who, who's the best fencer? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, who's the best knockdown karate fighter? I'd like to know that. Like, there you go. Um, Who's the best, like, and I mentioned not having a Muay Thai fighter on my list, like, who's the best Muay Thai fighter right now in the stadium scene? Yeah. So help, help us help you. Yeah, give us some, uh... And this is a community. Yeah. So, 
Sherry List. Sherry List. It'll stress you out. You'll, you'll have to watch a lot of highlights. You might get stressed out and you end up leaving like your favorite person off the list. But it's fun. It's a good, uh, and you'll learn something. Like, I, I learned, I feel like I learned a lot watching, going back and watching, like, a lot of these fights. Uh, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. So I, I would encourage you guys to try, try to do a list like this. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Stressful, but it's, it's worth it. Um, but yeah, this is our third year anniversary. Boom, we're still here, standing strong. Uh, shout outs to the listeners, sticking us with us for three years. Shout outs to, uh, to you, Anti Cool. I dragged you along, and you've just been here for three years. I'm on the train to the to the wheels fall, bro. There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we we here three years, three years running. Shout outs to Stoves and, and Joey. They've been our, our resident roommates. Uh. For, for pretty much the whole time also so uh shout out to you guys uh shout out to everybody man if you've been listening for this long we appreciate you uh next week well actually uh real quick before we sign off you guys will be getting two episodes this week uh you'll be getting this episode and then we'll have another episode uh which we probably will record tomorrow and that'll probably be out uh, i don't know maybe tuesday or wednesday i'll see how my editing works but um uh, we'll be covering Ryzen 20, and I'll give PFL a mention. I didn't watch all of it, but I'll give it a mention. There was some interesting... Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was actually yeah. really fun. I was surprised. That card could have had so much terrible potential. Right. <laughs> they yeah. they well, almost well, had to give Lance Palmer, <laughs> Jordan Johnson, and freaking... Jared Rochelle a million dollars each <laughs> and claim they were doing good business. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get to rising in, in PFL. So you guys will get bo- that episode also this week. Uh, and then the following week, man, it's the big one. We'll be doing our Dojo Talk podcast award show. Uh, we'll have Joey and Stokes along for that one. I still need to finalize pretty much like all of my categories uh, so i gotta i gotta get get to work on that this week but um thank god the yeah that taking most of this month off yeah i needed it <laughs> i really needed that break but um yeah so that'll be upcoming so we're starting off 2020 with a lot a lot of a lot of stuff happening so content will uh keep coming but um that's pretty much all we got for you guys uh so as always Give this podcast a listen. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and Twitch at Serial Sensei. And you can also hit uh, the Antaku on Twitter at GC Zeus. That is all we got for today. Happy New Year's, you guys. Hope you bring in 2020. I hope you brought in 2020 on a good way. Hope you have a great year. Uh, but we are out. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.